Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 438 of Lave Radio, the show about the universes of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Psykit, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode are we're a little light on the ground today. Um, we have our Banksy stunt driver. Is that it? Is that what we settled on in the end? The Banksy stunt driver? Yeah, Is that what we we'll went? That one. We'll go with cool. that. Cool. Let's go with that. We're done now. Um Alec. Yes. Apprentice no more. Good evening, <laughs> one and all. It's Haywire. Let's do it. Well, we don't have um we don't have our head of health and safety, um, Commander Ed um Ed Rice, um, in this week because he's doing um adult stuff. And in a string of bad luck for our dearest Colin, we don't have him here this week. It's unlikely that we're gonna have him here next week either. Um we love you, Colin. We wish you all the best, and I am missing you entirely because I really liked my nice chilled out Tuesday evenings, and it's not happening at the moment. <laughs> um as as a replacement for, I say replacement, here again as a stand-in for both both Ben and Colin. These are big shoes to fill, mate. We have our beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Chris Mark for. Hello, hello. I thought you were going to go with, and in a string of bad luck for the listeners, Chris is back filling in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not the case. Um, in the every slightest. Cloud, every cloud's got a silver lining. There it yeah. is. That, and also, um, it def- definitely tracks with Ben doing adult stuff instead of leave. That, that's very good. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's an odd, um, I shouldn't have used that turn of phrase for sure. Um, if you wish you can join us live, I'm assuming, Chris, that you're just heading to, um, heading to Lave Station now. I am on my way. Ready Beautiful. To Excellent. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so um, Chris will be at the um, 
at Lave Station. Um, if you can't get in game, however, you can also. Um, I'm assuming you're in open. That would make sense. There wouldn't be some random private group that you're in as well. So we just <laughs> let go with that. <laughs> Actually, I'm in Psychic's private group. Oh shit! I've got to log into game. Um, if you can't get in game though, you can also join the Twitch tra- channel, which you can access through laveradio.com/live and clicking on live chat, and also via Twitch.tv/laveradio. Okay. How is everyone? Because I've had a week and I know Alex had a week. So let's find out. Alec, how was your week? My week was was jam-packed. Crikey, crikey, crikey. Um, Thursday, I went to the dentist to get the tooth that I managed to smash on a grape fixed. Um, I only Shit, had a I remember that. Yeah, it was horrific, right? I only had a 20-minute appointment, and I thought, yeah, they're not going to do anything. They're going to x-ray it and then tell me what my options are, and then call me back. And they didn't. She just said, do you want the 60 quid, the 120 quid, or the 250 quid? And it's around the side, and nobody can see it. So I had the 60 quid, and she just packed in loads of loads and loads of filler. And uh, I was out in 15 minutes. Amazing. And it's wow. still there. Nearly a week later, it still hasn't fallen apart. So I mean, like the... Bravo, National Health Service. Woohoo! You go. Have you dared approach a grape since? Fuck no. I'm off grapes. <laughs> <laughs> They're lethal. That's it now. I, I'm sticking, grapes over. <laughs> I'm sticking to a diet of um, toffees now. I mean, that feels like the only safe thing to do. Yeah. Um, just like just melt raw sugar, wait for that to um, get firm <laughs> again, and just start chewing on that. That won't be a problem, right? Right, onwards. And then Friday, I went to the bank. Um, I'll tell a little bit of this story because it is funny, but um, I'm I'm setting up a, an account with my uh, stepmom who's in her 90s now. Anyway, so this is a joint account. Um, anyone that's been to the bank to sort of set up an account recently, I, most people just do this online, but they have to, you know, they have to show you videos about all their terms and conditions and they have, they have to ask you a certain questions that you, you just have to say yes to. That is the only acceptable response. Yes. You know, do you understand? Yes. Have you heard that? Yes. And if you say anything else, it derails the entire process. And God, I love her to bits, but my stepmom was a fucking nightmare. (laughs) Are you setting up, you know, are are you happy to set up this account? I don't know. What do you think, Alec? Oh, God, don't say that. You're not allowed to. And I'm not allowed to just say, just say yes, because then it looks like I'm influencing her. Oh, God. We got it done. So I imagine that took you a lot longer than the tooth. It looked. Yeah, it took nearly two hours, and I had about four heart attacks, and oh, dear. Anyway, we got it done, but it was funny in retrospect. Um, I've also been wallpapering, which um, I'd slightly forgotten how to do, so a couple of classic moments were... um, uh, there was one point where I was sort of, you know, cutting a bit at floor level and I thought, oh, is that, that's a funny sound. Is it starting to rain? And I looked up and literally all the paper that I'd put up was slowly peeling down from above me, which was hilarious. Um, and then I also had a moment where I realised I realized I'd cut myself uh, on the aforementioned bastard floor spikes that I think I talked about a few shows back. And you know that moment where you, you sort of realise you've cut yourself and then you think, Oh no! And you look up at the bit of paper you've just hung, and it looks oh, like no. um, it looks like a scene from <laughs> the <No>. barber. <laughs> yeah. So there was one bit of paper that uh, had to come down. 
because it looked like an abattoir. <laughs> but it's all done now and it's lovely. Yesterday, I went to the Harry Potter studios with my son for about the fourth time, and that's a bloody fantastic outing. It's, um, even if you don't like Harry Potter, just, just the props and stuff is incredible. Really good. And all of that, oh, apart from the Harry Potter studios, the dentist, the bank and the wallpapering put me in a really bad mood and made me really salty about the Frontier live stream. And I'd just like to apologise now for anyone that read my salt. Um, in hindsight, it really wasn't justified. I was just in a bad mood. And we'll talk about the Frontier live stream. And it was fine. Pause for breath. In-game, uh, buckyball race planning, because I'm hosting the next one, so I need to make sure it all works. And it does, and it's fantastic, and you can do it in half an hour in a Cobra, so it's just just the right length. It's going to be great. Really looking forward to it. Um, but on the back of that, because it goes around a Thargoid base, one of these Thargoid structures, I decided I would go off and get myself a Thargoid probe so I could fully activate the star map. Don't panic. That is not part of the race. That is far too unpredictable and difficult to do. But, so I read up on this, how do you get a Thargoid probe? And the first thing I went to, I just Googled for it, and it, I ended up at a wiki which said uh, they're guaranteed in threat zero and two non-human signal sources, which don't fucking exist anymore as far as I can tell. So strike that off the list. Um, the next thing to try was to find them in threat five and seven non-human signal sources, which I also had zero luck with. Then I delved a bit deeper into the internet and it talked about hatch-breaking megaship cargo bays in the Pleiades, which also didn't work, actually, but was fantastic because um, I don't know if people have done this. I haven't done much of this, but it's really cool, particularly in the Pleiades, A, because there's way more megaship varieties than I thought. So every mm -hmm. single one I went to was just, I've never seen this ship before. This is incredible. So I just spent ages just looking at the ship. And some of them, you can kind of get inside them, and they're, they're fantastic looking. And then, because this is in the Pleiades, Thargoids turn up. And if you're quite cautious about, you know, heat management and staying away from them, you, you can get to a situation where they basically ignore you and fly round and round the megaship, not doing very much apart from looking magnificent, while you sneak around close to the megaship trying to um, launch hatchbreak Olympics at these little cargo base and then all the cargo spills out us oh, it's so good so much detail and i loved it i didn't get any thargoid probes but um i spent about two hours doing that it was such good fun and then finally um somebody on twitter put me right can't remember who uh that these days you get your thargoid probes in threat for non-human signal sources in thargoid alert systems basically stealing them from authoresses or, or yeah yeah, like. yeah but that was bloody hard to get those thyroid probes are still very hard to get hold of i feel like i've got like two on my fleet carrier just in case yeah after this and I'd, I'd sort of recounted all of this in various places several people got back to me and said i've got loads on my ship you should have asked so there you go just ask around and get them from somebody else i think anyway so that was my jam-packed week that's a that's a that's a jam-packed week um Chris, how has your week been? It has been ridiculously busy. So the last few weeks that I've been on, I've basically just been saying work has been busy and working out of hours and stuff. That still continues to this day. 
Um, uh, other bits and pieces. Uh, the weekend, I, I caught up with my sister. Um, uh, last week, it had been her birthday, and she had some time off, so we got to hang out together on Friday night and go out for some drinks and have a little catch-up, which was really, really good. Um, Saturday, just went for a nice walk. It was a lovely day, nice weather, so went about, a bit windy, but that was uh, that was nice, sort of walk along the coast and things, clear the cobwebs out the way, get myself away from this desk. Um uh, Sunday was my usual radio and nonsense on Black Diamond FM. Got to get the plug in. Amazing. Uh, Incredible. <laughs> it's the rules. I've got to get the plug in. So my usual uh, radio nonsense and talking to myself. And uh, yeah, just sort of, uh, had quite a, a chill weekend by the, the end of all that. I had uh, a moment where one of the neighbours started playing incredibly loud music um, just outside my room at about 11 o'clock. So where I would normally be very lazy and broadcast from home, suddenly the loudest of neighbourhood parties started up and I had to quickly run to the car and drive up to the actual radio station to do the show rather than being lazy and doing it from here in my pyjamas. Um, so apart from that bit of drama on the Sunday, it was all right. It was all good. <laughs> it was. Um, I arrived with about two minutes to go until I was supposed to be on air. So I, I arrived around about when the news jingle was on and we get two minutes of news and they go, that's the latest and then it's supposed to be me. And I'm sitting there and I hadn't picked a first song yet. So it was, uh, yes, manic. Um, so stressful. Um, uh, apart from that, in game, I have finally upgraded my uh, Dominator suit to grade five uh, on my ongoing mission to uh, complete my suit. I've also unlocked a couple of the Odyssey engineers because I managed to scrape together the bits and bobs through different missions and things. So I'm, I'm, I'm still doing a bit of the on-foot fun uh, at the moment. I'm enjoying trying all the different mission types. Awesome. Cool. Very, very jealous. I'm still on my grade three free stuff that I got from around the back of the shops. Yeah, but sometimes that's all you need. It's, it a really, it's a really good starting point. It does a job. Yeah. Recommend. And, until, until, you get, until you get the big gear, grade five gear and you're wondering why the hell, why the hell you waited that long. That was my opinion. Because um, I was so stubborn with it as well. I didn't, I didn't touch it for a really long time. Um, oh, what have I been up to this week? Holy nuts. Um, mind went entirely blank other than... Um, on Saturday, husband, um, we've been talking about it for a little while and husband said, um, oh, I've, I've made this appointment with this car place just to go and have a look at some cars. Maybe we can go and go and have a, have a look at them and we don't have to do anything. We don't have to buy anything just to go and take a look and see what we, um, what we do. Well, um, just so happened his dream car. Um, that he'd wanted since he was a um, since he was very young um, was after it was it wasn't like a it wasn't a it's not like a super fancy car it's a Honda Civic don't get your hopes up or anything but it is super fancy in comparison to the spit and sawdust Kia Rio that we were driving before which was the the um, the car that we got um, after we had the car accident. Um, that wasn't our fault, but after we had the, the car accident, but he's got a, um, yeah, we, uh, it, and the thing is, I don't know about you guys, but it took us seven hours to complete this exchange and drive away with the car. And what? I think that that is an insane amount of time. That's ludicrous. Did you not say yes to the right questions? 
Oh, no, we genuinely did say yes to the right questions. There was so much, like, sitting around and waiting, and it's, it was such a bitty process. Like, we would we we waited until the car came around so we could test drive it uh, or have a look at it and then decide whether we wanted to test drive it. Then we test drove it, and then we sat back down waiting for some more stuff. And then something else happened, and then we had to go and sit again, and then we had to go and sit again, and all of that kind of, kind of nonsense. And we... We were like, we went there at 11, 11 o'clock thinking that buy a car or not buy a car, the latest we'd be out, it's like maybe two and we could go and get lunch and all of that kind of stuff. But we literally were there all day and all I'd had by about 6pm was coffee. Oh, <laughs> not, not even little complimentary biscuits on the side. Not no. even complimentary biscuits. No. It was all coffee. And um, I was getting <laughs> I was getting texts from my sister going, you cannot leave your dog for this long. And I was like, we've left him for that long before. It's not a problem. He's okay. He's very, he's very well house trained. Knock on wood. He's good. But... Um, this car was beautiful, but my back was absolutely fucked come um, Sunday. Sunday, I was like... Um, in their crappy office. Yeah, well, not even the office, just, just the chairs were not good. And, um, my like, I'm, I'm still, I'm getting there, but I'm not 100%. And my, my back was just absolutely... Uh, on Sunday, Sunday was a complete write-off because of the rigmarole of Saturday, and then um, we um, we did the um, uh, and then um, Monday and Tuesday, both days that I've woken up yesterday and today, I've woken up and my fibroids flared as well, which is great. <laughs> oh, what a combination! Such a combination! Such a combination! It's been. Um, it's been great. I should say um, thank you very much, KSI, um, Asmodai, for that raid. Welcome on in, Raiders. I will do that right now. Um, in-game, there has been, and we're going to touch on it, obviously, but in-game there has been a CG um, that has Odyssey components. So there were low and medium and high on-foot nonsense. That is all I have done this week um in game really well, as soon as that cg dropped i was like okay yeah operation which and it'll be fine i'm sure there's people <laughs> doing shit with that let's do on foot um, things it's, it's been really cool it was really um it's been uh, a new and exciting experience to um to do that um but that's pretty much it for the um for that week i'm really looking forward to actually going out in the car now we've got the car <laughs> Are you saving up to do like a, a big journey? Have you got like a, a little mini trip uh, picked out that you want to well, do? Well, is, is your first official run? There'll be many, many test drives, but it won't be the official first drive. Well, I mean, like the official, I think the first like longest drive that we've got will be next Thursday. We'll be driving down um, to go and get the driving down to the train station to go and get the train to go over to London for the day. Um, the science museum thing. The science museum mm -hmm. thing. That's next next Thursday, or then I think that like the next longest trip is going to be um, ECM. No, I ha I have a meet up in July, which is before ECM. Is that right? Ju yeah, ECM is in August. Yeah, I have a meet up in July, and that's before. It is ECM. just an elite dangerous holder, isn't it? You're just you're yeah, just pretty much. <laughs> to get to elite dangerous events around the country. Pretty much, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Um, Alec. 
Yes. Did, did you have oh. something? You oh, I only wanted to backtrack, but maybe uh, about the um, uh, the CG that had Odyssey content. Um, oh, yes. So, well, I don't want to say called it, but we, we, we almost had a whole show about two episodes ago saying, come on, Frontier, do Odyssey content. And um, I'm not saying we did that, but we did that. <laughs> yeah, it ain't brave. It should be happening. <laughs> Cool. All right. Like, okay, let's move on to um, our very, very jam-packed, maybe for the last for some time, development news. What have the devs said this week? We had Frameshift Live 29, um, which was Sally and Arthur. Um, and, oh, gosh, who was the guest? What was, what was his name? Curtis. Yes, Curtis, I think, yes. Like a new, a new. I think, yeah, I think so. Head like a new designer sits next to Tom. Yes, I'm going to research his surname while we while while, while you speak slowly. It's all right because Kremlin's already filled us in, so it's all good. It was Curtis Griffiths. Cool. Um, so before Curtis came on, um, we they confirmed that Friendship Live was now moving to every four weeks, and the next one will be on the 18th of May. Um. I'll just bullet point everything that they went through and then we'll 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 chat about it if that's okay, gang. Um part the part of programming is reopening. So if you would like to be a um elite dangerous partner, um you you get a cool jacket and a and a skateboard <laughs> and a mouse mat and there is and other things. Um if um and the twitch drops and stuff um if you would like to apply for that there is reopening um it's a, if you've already applied and you would um rejected i think you have to reapply to be considered again i think that's the under, my understanding on that one um uh but and and they have new new requirements for youtube partners they also confirmed the release date of update 15 which is Tuesday, the 9th of May, um, which means that I was well out, but I'm very happy about that. <laughs> it also means it's smack bang in the middle of my goddamn buckyball race. Uh, that was another reason for you to be salty about it, wasn't it, Alec? Yep. Sorry, Alec. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's just funny. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. Um, uh, we also had um, a tease of a new Thargoid ship variant incoming, a very speedy fancy boy did you both watch friendship live what did you think we of of the initial bits of news rather than the interview with curtis because we can hit on that in a second but those bits of news that were there what, what were you thinking i was very angry because my wallpapering had gone wrong and i'd been in the bank and i'd been to the dentist and i missed Frameshift live and then i sort of watched it on catch up and i sort of I don't know. I just got very angry, and I have no idea why now. It was it was fine. It was lovely. I'm a bit sad about it going to every four weeks, the same as I'm a bit sad about the Discovery scanner being cancelled. Mm -hmm. I was one of those people. I didn't mind that the show didn't necessarily have content. The thing I'm, the thing I'm really sad about on this, I suppose, is that it means this is a bit selfish, but it's not only selfish, but it means they miss out on community stuff. Like, yeah. you know, ignoring buckyball races, but, you know, even something like stellar screenshots, they do that every week and only every four weeks 
might you get your name mentioned on a live show which means a lot to some people you know and there's expeditions that will come and go and there's races that will come and go and they'll just they'll just miss it that seems i don't know that seems a shame i'm a bit sad about yeah that. no i agree with you entirely mm. um how did how did you feel chris yeah i was i was kind of similar to alec i think it's a shame that they're they're decreasing the frequency i kind of get that they they want to put more content into it is the way that they pitched it but it seems that uh in my head uh, a vocal minority have maybe said oh there's no dev news or there's not enough dev news in this two-hour stream so we're we're unhappy we don't want it to happen and i'm, I'm kind of quite happy watching arf and sally hang out and do silly stuff in game yeah. and mention yeah. community yeah. things you know i'm fine with that if they've not got you know, there's not going to be major groundbreaking news every week in Elite, as we know by doing this podcast. Um, so, you know, sometimes, sometimes there will, it will be a little bit news light or whatnot, and I'm I'm kind of okay with that. But overall, yeah, I, I enjoyed the stream. Uh, I I liked the little teases of things that are coming up. Um, it's it's good to have something to get excited about now. Mm-hmm. That we have a date for the update. We can kind of put it in our diaries and get all giddy again. Yeah, we will say that 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 date is like the provisional mm. release date. It's not like the um, the 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 absolute be all and end all release date and um, and stuff. Um, and let's face it, sometimes it's likely that those dates do move. Um, it is the day after the the big long bank holiday weekend. It is, but there were three bank holidays in um, in true. May. So let's face it, any week in May that they pick, it's very <laughs> likely that there will be a bank you know, holiday. it's funny. It's funny. I'm sort of I'm sort of half joking really but um because of the buckyball race I, I i think i did say somewhere that this is the first time possibly in the history of the game that i've actually been praying for an update to be delayed just a week i'm very much sort of in the same um in the same boat as um, both you guys i tell you one thing that i really don't want to happen and um this has been in in Casa de Psychic, let's call it that. Let's never call it that again. We're going to move away from that and <laughs> pretend it never happened. But at home, one of the main topics that have been going on between myself and the the old hubster is the fact that we are um, the, it, we miss the community stuff, and we're going to miss the community stuff. Um, thinking things along um, along those lines, we miss seeing all of those things. And the wo- my worry is is that. Um, they will announce the date of a um, a Friendship Live. And then suddenly, the week after that date, or the weekend after that date, there's going to be a shit ton of stuff happening. Like, everyone's going to jump on that and be like, okay, this is when Frontier are going to promote my thing, so there's going to be a shit ton of stuff happening the week after. And then we're going to have, like, three weeks of drought when nothing nothing really happens and then when friendship when they announce the next one all of a sudden people are doing are doing shit again just so there's more um more opportunity which is why i really like to weekly basis because it uh, of like at least showcasing things that are coming up or things that the community yeah. has done so that to give us like drip feed all of that information throughout the month yeah, I kind of agree with you yeah. on that. Is it? It means it's a, it's a fair spread, and there's more chance of your content being shown because the fact that they're moving to once a month actually probably means that they're going to have to be more selective about what they're pushing yeah. through as well. Because you know, if if they're only going to have two hours once a month, then 
and yeah. and they're going to pack that with dev news or a, a developer interview and that sort of stuff then there's going to be less time for that content as well so it's not mm-hmm. even all of it being clustered to that point it's they're just physically not going to have enough space to show it in. We, we and especially, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We don't know how long it's going to be, like a new, a new Friendship Live. It might be like three hours as opposed to two. Mm. I don't see that being the case, but... No, that's starting to sound long, isn't it? Three yeah. Hours. Yeah, as someone who streams four hours, uh, um, four hours whenever, like at least four hours whenever they go live, yeah, that, that sounds really long. <laughs> <laughs> really long amount of time. <laughs> I wonder if they might actually drop the um, stellar screenshots from being a live thing. Uh, a because it's a bit odd just to do feature some of the some, and also m- much as I love it, it, it is kind of filler, and it's it is just I don't know fifteen minutes of oh this is a nice one. Is that a I... duck angle? What ship is that? Oh this is nice. Can you spot the crate? It's lovely, but I I wouldn't mind if they dropped it. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be averse to them playing them all. Like, you know, the, the video oh, yeah. version of like, them. Play them really all hard. as part of us switching them into a... Like, all of them as part of a, like, bringing on their guest. With the gallery you know? music. Yeah. All that, all music that they have the rights to. Oh, that's true. You know that too. But they, I mean, they play any old music. They played music from, what was it? What was it on that... That Thargoid, that um, pro Azimuth thing that went out last week, it had music from, I think, Battlestar Gal- either Battlestar yeah. Galactica or something on, and I was like, don't think they're complying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a commercial one, actually, and I can't remember the name of the song, that's terrible, but but we, we all hear it all the time, it, it guides us. Um... <laughs> I just like, I, I feel like I'm hyper-aware of music that we, it, it's going to get flagged. <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> No, because then that means I have to mute it, and people will complain that's part of the um, parts of the show was muted because of they've had to mute that particular audio, and it can become a bit of a a bit of a thing along those lines. It's 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 a DMCA is a trepidatious route to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only just read this. What's the tease of the new ship kit? I think I might have missed that. No, I this think... was some. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, by all means, I was going to speculate if you know what it was. Uh, um, so that that was me writing notes to me uh, in the show notes for everyone else. Um, during the the stellar screenshots, Arf made a, a like a passing comment about different ship kits or ship kits that we know about at the moment, and I've not actually had the chance to go back and re-listen to the comment to then delete out uh, my idle speculation about right. does that mean we're getting a new ship kit at some point, a la sort of like we've had hazard kits and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was ridiculous, Chris speculation rather than uh, something official. Maybe, maybe someone in the chat picked up on it as well. But uh, I, I would need to have played it back, and I didn't get time before the show tonight. Sorry. That's all right, but I think I think now you've mentioned it, I kind of, I kind of feel it. I, I can kind of, I might, you might have just put a fake memory into my brain, I, I, but I, there, there's something there that's triggering something on those lines, triggering that sort of memory. It was, it was, they were describing one of the ships and they went, oh, it looks like Dada. Oh no, it's such and such with a ship kit or not a, not a ship kit that we know about at the moment. There was a, there was a line in Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. And it is ridiculous speculation on my part and absolute apologies if it's nonsense. Um, but yeah, I, I, in my head I was like, oh, hang on, does that mean, was that Arf doing a little tease of, oh, there's maybe more ship kits coming or different ship kits coming? Um, which is why I scribbled it down just in case someone else was along the same line. Uh, new... Oh, yeah, so um, someone in chat saying he did say something about new kits in the update. Oh. 
Mm. So, so maybe it wasn't me imagining things. <laughs> there was definitely something there that that's triggered triggered your memory. Um, interesting. Okay. Well, that serves me right for fast forwarding through stellar screenshots in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's. Uh, a fair thing to do um yeah so um we had all of the um all of um, that that nonsense we also had um uh, a lovely interview with curtis where we couldn't really get any information at all <laughs> because it's so close to the update yes it was it was very sort of uh curtis we admire your work we think your work is absolutely fantastic tell us about all the stuff you've done already that you we can point at but under under absolute threats <laughs> nothing about anything that's not been announced yet um that must be such a difficult job by the way being under under the the non-disclosure sort of agreement with stuff that's yeah. coming up and things that are coming out and trying to have a casual conversation with people that you can normally be absolutely open about what you're doing yeah in a closed off way because even naming you know names of certain things obviously they're sort of stream names of things Oh, one word. You could you could say yeah. just one word, and then suddenly think, "Uh oh!" And then you can't take it back. And yeah, it's yeah. really it's really reminiscent of um, any. Oh God, I've forgotten his name. Oh, little Spider Man, Tom Holland. Yes. Um, of like any Tom Holland interviews where he's like, "Oh shit, I've just realised I've said something I shouldn't." The the one that springs to mind was when he's like, "Oh, I wasn't there that day," and then realised that he is actually supposed to be there because all of the teasers are saying that he's there when he wasn't. Um, and then the subsequent realisation that, "Oh man, you've gone done fucked up." It's got it's got to be, it's got to be really scary. Um, I, yeah, I, I was actually what it's funny. I was what while I was watching the interview with him, I was actually. Spe- thinking in my head i wonder i wonder if they have a slight delay and i wonder if arthur's hand is resting on a big red mute button that's like <laughs> no <laughs> i think well, probably adams might be yeah i wonder you if there is a slight delay up. It, it steals it from silences a silence detector so it'll, it'll build up a, a a few seconds worth of of um the gap mm. but all it does is it steals it from the gaps between people speaking and then it's got a buffer for you to dump if you need to on air. It's a nice interview, though, and I can't wait for him to come back when he's allowed to actually talk about what he's been yeah. doing really quite a lot. Yeah, I'd, I think I'd like to see um, him and Tom together. I'd like to see their dynamic. Oh, yeah. Because I feel yeah, like yeah. I've seen loads of Darren and Tom's di- dynamic um, before Darren moved over to a different project. But, um, I like, they sit next to each other. They have to have a, some kind of, um, of a dynamic. And I did enjoy the jokes about Tom always wearing shorts and all of that nonsense. Um but um but yeah it was it was a good it was a good show i just wish we <laughs> maybe had a little bit more information but you know it's, it's it was uh, one, one good little takeaway from it actually was when yeah, he was it. talking about the um what was it oh yeah increasing the range of the Dargoid scanner and how that then screwed up their intended gameplay for the maelstrom it was a really interesting example of how you know one little bit of balance tweaking in one aspect of the game can completely ruin another bit. So for anyone that hasn't been in the Maelstrom, it's a really nice kind of almost like a stealth game where you have to sneak around not getting too close to these Thargoid generators, which act like proximity mines. But you've got to get close enough to complete a scan. And these little things are jetting themselves around occasionally. So it's it's quite a 
subtle, delicate little ballet, you know, that's quite dependent on the range that you, you have to get close to do the scan. And then, of course, they introduced this new um, engineered or whatever it was, long-range scanner, and it kind of completely balls up all their beautifully balanced Maelstrom gameplay. So then they had to tweak something to make it so that the scanner didn't work as well in the Maelstrom. I think that's like an, an ongoing thing with Elite. You One thing changes and then everything else feels the repercussions of it. Yeah. We've, we've seen that very, very much so. You did say um, it being involved in balancing the sort of different ship types and how, how a ship should manoeuvre considering size and what it's doing. He, he said he was involved quite a lot in that. They, he also like they also talked about his proficiency as far as um, Thargoid combat is concerned. Like he's the he's their go to mm. as far as um, all of all of that sort of stuff. Like outside of outside of QA, which I thought was um, I thought was really interesting. Um, so I'm going to be inter- I'm interested to see. I'm definitely interested to see more of more of him and more of the stuff that he's done and and have him talking about update update 15 will be very 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 cool um in regard to the community um community stuff and um all of the 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 community um concerns that were on the back of the um of the uh friendship life um the there was a um post that went out in the forums from Sally um basically sum it, summing up some of the um the the stuff was it Sally yes it was Sally um uh confirming the release date of update 15 so the pending May 9th release date um confirming all of the criteria for YouTube creators that has changed um and then confirming the um live streams moving from twice a month to once a month and the next episode going out on may 18th and talking about that they they heard our concerns and um it they wanted to um uh, um reassure everyone that the decision holds no such cause for any concern about the longevity of elite um which is it's understandable that people will feel that way 100 percent. that wasn't my thing my problem was what about the community Mm. about the community stuff that was the first thing that came to me and that was like all of the feedback that i've seen has been about community stuff as such shall we move to community corner let's do it let's mix things up let's mix things up we're giving we're giving our community corner a little bit of a facelift gang um our community corner we are not gonna try and fully um like take the spot of what um what frontier have done with discovery scanner and stuff in the past but highlighting things that are going on in on in the community is super important to us um and rather than having it as an addendum after our our um our main topic of the show we want to bring it right up to the forefront so if there is no dev news after we've talked shit for ages about what we've been up to in the week we'll be going straight to community corner um so in community corner this week we've got a few things to talk about there was a reddit post showing the power play leaders in real life made with mid journey so that's that's ai art isn't it yes it kind of can take can take inspiration from other pictures and and build it into new formats that's cool i mean it's quite cool are we showing it because actually 
when you suggested this for the show, I kind of dismissed it because I thought what this, I didn't, hadn't read it closely enough. And I thought what it was, was a thing I've definitely seen before where people have chosen actors, you know, well-known actors from existing movies and said who would play each of the power play leaders, including mm-hmm. obviously Terminator 2. Um, because but Andy Serkis is definitely in this bottom run, bottom run. Yeah, but it's uh, but I suppose the AI Mid Journey will be drawing on obviously be drawing on celebrity images anyway because that's probably what it's got a lot of data on. Yeah, it's quite cool. It's cooler than I thought actually. I like it. Yeah, I I really like it. Um, the, the little tiny bit of whitewashing on the on the very few people of color that are in there. There's a tiny tiny smidge of what appears to be um some whitewashing, but like for the most part, it does look pretty cool. Um, I, I I really really like that, and there are full um, full res versions linked in the show notes. It's clothed them appropriately as well, kind of. Does does mid I guess mid mid journey just does all that stuff. I haven't really. Played I guess so. It. You can make you can make suggestions and things to it as well. I think so. You can sort of tweak it, but do do that, but with a different jacket or with a different hat. Oh, neat. Like okay. different ways that you can sort of manipulate it. But um, yeah, I could sort of see the. They did like a sort of striped version, like the power play characters when you see them in game, and then the full versions I think are amazing. Like the the when you break them out into the full res, so we've got both links will be in the show notes. But I think when you see the full res ones, they're really really impressive. they're really incredible. They're so good. Oh my god, I they haven't clicked good. on that link before. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> like. Check them out. They're in the show notes. Awesome. It, it, yeah, and you're right, that is Andy Circus. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> we also, um, next, we had um, a YouTube video from Loot and Grind. It is a new video. It's um, a, called Five Habits That Make You a Better Commander. Um, it's more of a, these are the things that I'm doing, which means that I still, I still love the game. Um, these are the habits that I'm, I'm like I'm kind of doing. The, I'm putting words into their mouth, but um, uh, just sort of this is what I'm doing, which is why I'm I'm still really enjoying it. As opposed, it kind of like in a response to some of the negativity. I liked it. I watched this this afternoon. It's very it's very chilled and laid back, and I kind of it, it's it's more sort of philosophical than mm-hmm. specific hints and tips about you know press this button to make this happen kind of thing it's yeah. like you know it's like um don't grind if you don't this sounds a bit trite to say it out loud don't grind if you don't want to but sort of saying you know mm-hmm. about um you know if you're if you find you know if you're finding one thing tedious then stop and do something else and explaining all the different things and that he really likes mining and it's, it's great I, i'm not doing it justice but it's it's nice i liked it yeah, it, it, it's really good content because it sort of says if you find something that you really enjoy, it's okay if you want to just keep doing that and ignore something else that's going on. But also, yeah. if you get bored of that thing that you really, really enjoy, feel free to go off and try something else for a little bit and return to it when you want, mm-hmm. you know. Um, also, the thing of don't turn it into a job, you know, because sometimes people yeah. set goals of, oh, you know, I want a fleet carrier or, you know, I'd said at the beginning, I've been sort of going off and doing the suits, but I've been quite enjoying doing the different mission types as I've went with that. It's good to set yourself little goals, but also don't make it like some sort of task of, oh, I've got to log into Elite today to do my, my minimum two hours. You know, that's turning it into a job. For sure. Enjoying it, you know. For sure. And I've spoke about that for um, uh, uh, previously as well about... Um, uh, back in the day with my previous faction, how um, working the BGS turned into an absolute job. And I was like, 
I didn't want to log in each day and go and do stuff, but I knew I had to. And that's when you lose the enjoyment of a video of um, any video game or anything that you do recre- recreationally no. when you have to turn it into doing something um, when you have to do it. No, never doing that again. Not at all. No, sir. Um, with the next thing. The next thing that we have is um, GamePro 03's Guide to a Joyful Multicore Experience. Yeah, so I put this one in there. Somebody threw this at me. And um, so I have, I, I'm not sure I've done any multi-crew. Is that true? I've done a tiny bit, I think. Um, I think when they first released it, I did an experiment to... Um, I think I actually joined JN Tracks, who was in the middle of doing a, his one of their first expeditions. And... I think I, I sort of PM'd him and ended up multi-crewing into his ship to see where he was, and that was quite fun. And I think a couple of times when I've just been not bored, but just want, you know, thinking, oh, let's just see if something happens, I think I have actually opened up my own ship to, you know, you can sort of say if anyone, you, you, you can put out an invite, can't you, that says... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I've any, ever had anyone join. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. This is um, this is quite... It's a really long Reddit post, Um covering all sorts of things about multi-crew um including like you know just etiquette and um nice ways to go about it and then practical things about fire groups and how to make sure that somebody that multi-crews into your ship can't set off all the things that you don't want them to set off and um tips about you know how to improve the gunner experience how to improve the fighter experience um yeah it's good it seems to be have some good stuff, and it's it's got all the info about multi-crew payouts and who gets what. Um, yeah, a nice comprehensive guide to multi-crew, which um, people don't talk about very much. No, they don't. Um, that's cool. Awesome. Good stuff. But yeah, that's a, that's a guide to a joyful multi-crew experience. Sweet. It is. Ne- next one was me as well, so I'll just carry on talking. Yeah, by all means. Um, this is a YouTuber that I've uh, sort of been on my periphery, periphery. I'm probably going to butcher the name, but it's Bokatan. Um, seems to be uh, an exclusively flight assist off pilot and predominantly AX um, combat, which normally bores me a little bit. So I've sort of, I, the, the name's popped up on my YouTube feed and I've sort of watched, I've skipped bits and thought, oh, it's just fighting Thargoids. I'm a bit bored of that and haven't really bothered. But um, I actually watched one today. It's a, a slightly older one. Um, he's done some much newer ones. This was called Patrolling with an AI Wingman. What I really liked about this, and I've talked so many times in the past about Isinona, who's still kind of the benchmark YouTuber for me in terms of creating a bit of story and playing Elite the way I kind of think it ought to be played. Um, that's a bit poncy of me to say that. But anyway, what he does in this patrolling with AI wingmen video is basically flying um, low altitude, waiting for Thargoids to spawn in. But there's, I think there's three NPC ships and basically role playing it like the wingmen, you know, there's wingmen and he's looking out for them and watching what they're doing. And so there's bits of, um, it uses subtitles to um, captions, you know, to sort of spin some dialogue. But it's it's brilliant, you know. I think we get very focused on playing this game in a sort of like a gamey way. You know, I've spoken about this before. But how do I achieve the result? How do I get rid of this thargoid as quickly as possible? How do I get the credits? And this is 
sort of thinking more of it. No, I'm in this world. There's these three other pilots flying around. Who cares if they're NPCs or not? I'm going to play as if I'm with them and as if I'm looking out for them. Um, so it's lovely from that perspective. It does build a bit of narrative around some fairly simple things that are going on. But he's also a brilliant flight assist off pilot. So it's lovely just to watch the movement of the ship and the precision on the shots. I mean, I've dabbled in flight assist off. I can sort of do things like a Coriolis trench run just about. But to watch, you know, he's got the little center point on, what's it called? The um, There's a mouse dot, a mouse widget dot, isn't it? In yeah, something like that. It just doesn't move at all off his target. His precision on flight assist off shooting is extraordinary. So every every petal of the Thargoid is like three shots. There isn't a single missed shot. It's lovely to watch. I'm definitely going to go and um, watch some of the other videos now. So yeah, Bokatan, definitely awesome. want to watch. Awesome, good stuff. Um, we also have um, this is this has been this has been shouted out quite a bit, but the oh, is an army land of dreams exp, exp, expedition. Um, it's got some beautiful posters. The posters um, have been shared like on for, on frontier streams and things like that. It's been talking a lot about it. It starts on Sunday, I think. Um, yes. Starts on the thirtieth. Looks. Um, like it's gonna it's gonna go quite some way um it's got some beautiful art to go with it as well it's got quite a few people involved in um so yeah that's it's 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 a really it's a really nice one um so if you haven't done um done anything along those lines or been out along any of those lines um, on any expedi expeditions, there is one that's coming up. And it looks fun. And the graphics are cool. I also um, quite happily have those posters on my wall. They, yeah, those posters are so fun. sweet. They sort of remind me of the posters you get in uh, No Man's Sky when you complete expeditions and stuff. They give you posters for your wall as part of the, part of the thing. They look fantastic, don't they? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think there's um, uh, there is another expedition that's on um on EDSM as well. I think that's the week after, so we'll probably talk about it next week as well. Um, what's what's next? Um, oh, wait, are you, you, you seeing that? We're getting some kind of weird transmission. Um, yeah. I don't know if we can um stream that out to the to the viewers. Definitely something coming in. Mm, something for sure. Just uh... I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that was either, but I hear that there's a buckyball racing thing starting soon, Alec. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it seems to be, we seem to be some, seeing some kind of new commander variant there, maybe, maybe a, a, an extra fast version. Absolutely not. 
and maybe for you, maybe for you, but I'm going to be super slow on this one. Um, oh, it, when, when is it starting? It's starting May the 6th, right? Yeah, starting 6th of May and will run um, right smack bang through the middle of the update. And it's heavily focused around Thargoid structures. So what could possibly go wrong? I mean... I mean, maybe it's going to be the shortest ever Buckyball race, and then we're going to have to reset, redo everything after the update. Yeah, I'm, I'm really strapped for it because it, this is my one. So, um, and because I'm sort of judging the, um, the submissions, and then I'm trying to do updates uh, every other weekend. I'm either going to have to basically miss the start of the race or the end of the race, and not be able to put out any updates. So, it, it has to be this week or none. So, um, we're just going to boldly plow on. Um, Fantastic. But yeah, to be honest, it was, it was interesting. My only genuine concern, I don't think anything will break the race, I'm sure it'll be fine. But um, my only genuine concern was that people would desperately want to go and discover the new stuff and everybody would leave on Tuesday or whenever the update is and not sort of take part in the race. But actually, it, I forget that um, sometimes I think we, you know, certainly the people on this on this um, podcast and that have been around a long time have a slightly distorted perspective on the average and actually an awful lot of people i spoke to and asked about whether i should run the race or not said they hadn't even been into a maelstrom yet so my kind of panic about everyone's going to dive back into the maelstrom to see if they can get past that pulse that that's not a typical elite player's experience a lot of people haven't even been in yet and so i think if people are enjoying the race they they won't feel pressured to abandon it and head straight back into the maelstrom so absolutely yeah yeah, i feel like go ahead sorry i was going to say i I very much allow other people to dive into the maelstrom on my behalf and i watch safely from (laughs) afar (laughs) you are welcome i feel like i feel like we have um like you go and go and dive into the maelstrom a couple of times and then go and do the buckyball race exactly there we go there we go like switch it up a little bit lads it'll be fine it'll be really it's no problem one, um, one of the things i've learned over you know many years of doing buckyball races is, is really if the race takes much longer than half an hour you probably need to shorten it somehow um because apart from the else it's quite nice in a typical gaming session i don't know how long yeah. people get i typically don't get much more than two hours hour and a half two hours and i like to what i like to have, be able to have two or three runs at a race and then enter my best submission two of them are going to screw up anyway i'm going to blow up on one of them <laughs> so um so it's nice to be able to get a couple in so you know if a race takes 40 minutes for example that's that's sort of too long and you're only going to get one in and if you blow up at the end that's that's your gaming session yeah. on the pan so yeah i've been timing it and i've um tweaked the original rules of when we ran this the first time and it takes half an hour in the cobra so perfect spawn it's gonna take you half an hour it takes me 48 minutes yeah i'm aware yeah yeah <laughs> 30 to 40 minutes it's fine that, that's a decent time it's a decent time you can get a couple of runs in it'll be no problem it's absolutely fine um the final bit in the as i said it was a bumper community corner and we'd love to keep this going on so um if you do see anything that is happening um it like um a a call video that has gone out or a um event that um, people have coming up absolutely please either let us know via email which i can't remember what our email is but it's on our contact page on our website laveradio.com or at Lave Radio on Twitter, or me or Alec as well. I am at Psychic. Alec is uh, good. Good start. 
cracking. Yeah, Alex Turner. <laughs> I, I think it's info, info at com if you want to send us oh, that as well. There we go. Yeah, just let us know because we'd love to be able to like pack the jam pack this full of stuff. The very, very last thing that we have in um, the uh, in of um, community um, corner, there are still some tickets available for ECM. ECM is on the uh, line. August the 19th. Um, it is on August the 19th. There was tickets available. There were 24 seats remaining as of right now. Um, and that, that's wild. That is wild. Wow. Yeah. For those unable to go to ECM, if like that date doesn't work for you, I am um, for... It's predominantly for sort of like my community and people who can't go to ECM and all of that sort of stuff. I'm having a little shindig in Bristol on the 1st of July. All of the details are in my Discord, which I will include a link to in um, the show notes as well, a link to the Discord. Um, But yeah, if you fancy coming and joining us, I've got some seats available there as well. So um, by all means, come for some drinks in, in just outside Bristol in a really nice pub and come and predominantly come and meet arty <laughs> that's the only people are going um but that that's it for um community community news this week let's move on to the in-game events shall we um if in-game events were pretty quiet we had a new cg open old rival r- rivals clash of sargoids of france we talked about this earlier it's i think it's it's the first one to have on foot um on foot thogs, um, not on foot thogs. Ha! Do it. Don't Exclusive. Listen to that. <laughs> uh, no, holy shit. On foot CZs as part of the the on foot conflict zones, um, as part of the um, of part of the um, the CEG. Um, so it's just turning in combat bonds. Federation versus Empire. I believe the Empire was still winning, but it's relatively close. Um, was the fact that it was the on foot counted? Was that stated explicitly, or did people just spot that this time around? Was there something about the systems involved? What was it that kind of gave away that um, for the first time ever on foot Odyssey content counted towards this? Any time that there is a CEG which has involved conflict zones, I have looked at it and I've looked for Odyssey assets that are owned by those. Um, that are owned by those factions. If there are, um, if the, those factions own Odyssey assets, so like at Odyssey settlements, CZs will be occurring at those settlements. This it's... is the first time that that has happened. So, do we think? I hadn't sort of fully appreciated that. So, do we think Frontier have studiously avoided systems where that could happen, or is it just maybe a coincidence that have I they not? It, I, I, I'd, I'd love it to be a coincidence. I think it's um, deliberate. Mm, okay. Um, but I'm glad, I'm very, very glad that they chose, they've now chosen to start including, including yeah. stuff of those, because it's been, um, it's been, <laughs> pun entirely intended, it has been a blast um, <laughs> running around and, and doing, and doing those kind of things. Um, so that that is still ongoing for another couple of days. We then had um, a Gownet article yesterday, Aegis Trials Tech to Explore Maelstroms. I must this is signal boosting, something that we're probably going to be having an update for update 15. 
A Thargoid Pulse Neutralizer to the surprise of absolutely no one. Yeah, no, like, well, they've already <laughs> talked about it, though, haven't they? They already, yeah. they, this has already been signal boosted ever so slightly. Yeah, this is the this is the one we're all waiting for. In a, well, I've, I've been waiting for it. Um, yeah, the, that pulse in the middle of the maelstrom that nobody can get past, it looks like we're finally going to get past it. So there's a CG incoming, I'm guessing, to deliver glue and frog heads and acid in order for them to make these things it's, it's going to be adhesive from ground settlements that's <laughs> that's what it is it's ground settlements to glue all the parts together that are, are required that's yes. that's my uh, that's what i've decided in my head I, I i don't know if anyone's going to be able to fly to the maelstroms because uh, by the time you apply all the anti-fargoid stuff to your ship it's not going to be able to take off from the pad it's going to be covered in uh, in all the different sinks, caustic sinks, all the different pulse neutralizers, and <laughs> all these different things. I mean, no room on it for weapons. It. Yeah, no room of, for weapons. It'd be full you, of you defensive can... and cooling capability. <laughs> and like... That's because you, instead of the weapon, it's just going to be the weapons that you're carrying because you're going to have to get out of your ship. Um, it, it, that's not going to be the case. Just ignore me saying that that's the case. I'd love that to be the <laughs> Anyway... <laughs> Apparently, apparently, I'm being advised that there have been other um, other um, CGs where there have been on CZs. I cannot remember there being. This is the first one that I can remember. Maybe I missed some bits. Um, missed some bits there. Happy Moon Monkey is saying that there was one on the hind hind mind CG. Um, that's back along a what? That's a long time ago. That was before. That's before Taurus Mining Ventures became Azimuth Biotech. That Hind Mind CG, I'm guessing. Mm. I'm assuming. I would love Happy Moon Monkey to confirm that. Yeah, so, um, Salvation versus Tanner. Hmm. Because I know we had loads during the the Operation Witch Hunt movement, but that was out. That was um, that was after that and we had a lot of war in hind mine there but that wasn't a cg we've we had we didn't have a witch hunt cg but we had a there was a lot of on foot stuff there there was a lot of on foot pvp i don't know whether i'll have to i'll have to i'd have to go back and check every everyone but this is the first one that um that stuck out to me I'm interesting absolutely for more of it though um more oh yeah 100 sort of obviously content within the cgs be it you know ground combat for reasons or even if it was trying to loot certain things from a settlement or download certain data from the terminals at, at a, a place I'd, I'd be up for that yeah i'll do it i'll, I'll check and i'll look at um i'll look to remind me next week and i'll update on that for sure um then the last one that we had um was today we had the mystery of the mars assassin um the in suspected imperial assassin who shot k massey ceo johan fleischer has been cleared of any connection to the empire so all of this war has been for naught <laughs> what do they call it where you 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 make it look like somebody else did it to try and start a war is it black false, flag operation false flag, false flag operations oh, false flag operation okay. yeah and that's what that's what all of this is um basically just go in um which a lot of people were were saying were was definitely the case um and um that like they definitely won and it was all going to be it was all going to be revealed and a fair few people feel vindicated today um but that's it for um in game events 
for for this week um which means it is that time of the week again Score alert. And this week, you can get into the Anaconda Groove paint jobs. Um, this is more of those those 70s, she says in inverted commas, um, retro style paint jobs. But God, these look like surfboards. Groovy baby. I'm sure I had pyjamas that had this pattern on them. As a kid, <laughs> I, I hate to add. <laughs> it's that or the sort of 70s like the retro wallpaper you know the sort of geometric yeah. Yeah. sort of tiled wallpaper sort of thing that's what it yeah. makes me think of I would definitely need to be playing some Beach Boys I think if I was if I was rocking that paint job you know the, the for the whole surfboardy type theme I think okay what other ships is it just the Anaconda I'm just it's just, to... the, it's just the Anaconda that, that I, yeah. is new there is another ship that has it on I think it might be a crate or if it might be a crate or it might be a cobra or something on those lines but that looks even more like 70s wallpaper (laughs) groovy baby very groovy okay um anyone else have any other thoughts about these (laughs) um beautiful skins um i don't really like my anaconda it just sits in dry dock so um so I used yeah. to like my anaconda. The problem is I do so much of the like the fun little bits on foot now that flying around in a big ship seems really unnecessary. <laughs> it's like I've, I've come in my flying block of flats. I'm, I'm just here to pick up something from a box. It just seems a bit excessive. Wild. Um, I Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to rush out to buy it for a ship that I barely fly. Um, cool stuff. In which case, we're going to take a quick break and then we will come back with our main discussion. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10 credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they're stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Harry. Clary's mine. 
after a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow! The bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plan's operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Cadaver Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. system travel sometimes it takes so long I have chills for all kinds of circumstances on my ship but the one thing I don't have a tool for is uneven tan lines I just want to look like a million credits but when you're living for days on a ship with processed and filtered air, it really dries out your skin. I use BetterHope Goldening Tan Cream. It just boosts your confidence. I don't believe that beauty is only skin deep, but now I really do look like a million credits. Even my friends mistook me for a genuine gold skin. Jameson and James. Upgrades and services for your body. For generations, we believed we were alone, that life on soul was sacrosanct. But as soon as we could see further and reach further, we jumped further in an endless search for the truth. In a galaxy of 400 billion star systems, basic life has grown abundant. We are not alone. We are part of ecosystems spanning planets and stars, bacteria and fungoids, grasses and shrubs, exquisite flowers and bulbs thrive under the most alien tinted atmospheres. At Vista Genomics, we wish to trace them all, to catalog and collect every specimen from every sector, to build up a picture of where we fit in the galaxy. The search for our beginnings begins with you. And welcome back. Um, So, we thought it would be a good time, better time than any, to um, talk about the little extra bit in Fringe If Live um, that we haven't really talked about so far, which was, what do we think... What do we think that Frontier would teasing um and not telling us to find per se so um they did say 
Um, and this really hawked back memories of the original hyperdictions that started happening. That there is there are stuff that they are putting in Elite um, on this new update, which they are not signal boosting, and they are keeping from us um, and waiting for us to find and discover for ourselves. And we thought we could have a little bit of speculation time with regard to that topic and then maybe some other stuff as well, which were um, which was discussed. Um, I'm going to open it up to you guys. Is there, is there anything that is... I was waiting for someone else to go, but yeah, I'll chip in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting because the thing is, and particularly the way I can't read, I find it quite hard to read Arthur on this one but it it could be a huge thing you know it could be dare I say it like on foot Thargoid combat or something Mm -hmm. and and could he contain his excitement enough to just go there's a little thing but we're going to leave it for you to discover yourself or it, you know, or it could be a little thing. It could, well, not a little thing, but it, you know, it could be um, a cool structure at the heart of the maelstrom. Um, I'm really not sure which way to call it. I'm not sure whether he's being really cagey and there's something incredibly exciting about to, that we're going to find. You know, we've we've talked in the past about things like, wouldn't it be amazing if you're walking through a Thargoid? Oh my God, I've just had an incredible thought, actually. Wouldn't it be amazing? Is it Buckyball related? It feels like yeah, it could be yeah, Buckyball yeah. related, I just, yeah. I was just thinking, oh my God, can you imagine, like, you know, you've done three days of the Buckyball race, your time's improving, you come in on day four, which is just after Tuesday, you drive into the structure, you turn around the corner and there's a horde of rampaging insect beasts running towards you. How amazing would that be? Um, yeah, I don't know. What do others think? I just, I don't know if it's going to be a massive thing or not. I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but it is a massive thing. Yeah, I'm terrible for starting to speculate and building just this ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. mountain of stuff. And it's like, no, 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 it's it's it's, it's not that. It's a new sort of ship encounter, mate. It's like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> it's like, um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you would love to just be wandering about at some point and suddenly Farg pops out of the ground or you start turning up at settlements with weird noises going on, clicking noises. You know, we've, we've speculated about this kind of thing before and you sort of go, oh, that'd be really cool if that sort of thing started happening. I, I don't know. I, I genuinely, because they've said they want us to discover it um, casually, you know, like, like stumble across it. I don't know if it's something that's going to be there from day one of the update or if at some point they're going to turn a zero to a one and it's going to enable enable certain types of encounter or or certain things to start happening in the BGS, I, I, I don't really know. The thing is, like, if it was the one, the one thing that doesn't quite ring true with me about it being um, whatever we're going to find at the at the heart of the maelstrom, particularly now that we've had the galnet that we were kind of expecting that says it's going to be a an Uber. Um, <laughs> pulse wave deflector thing yeah. um, is that we, we kind of know that that's where we're all trying to get. You know, it's this here be dragons thing that's been signed, but you know, it's been just sat there in the game. So, so we all know that's where we're trying to go. So, it's not like a mystery of where this thing. If if it was that, then it's not a mystery of where that thing is going to be. But kind of the way Arthur phrased it was more like, yeah, like you were saying, like where's it going to be and what are we going to have to do to find it so 
yeah, maybe it's not in the maelstrom. That's, I suppose that's my hope is that it is something that is going to be in an unexpected place. Yeah, and um, as as Katie sorry. says, as Katie says, um, if they're not wanting to give us like a hint or a spoiler or anything with regard to do, with regard to it, um, the first update fifteen promo, even if it were, was the thing that I said looked like a maelstrom eating a planet. The the maelstrom, and it panned to the maelstrom. So making the assumption that it is something that you have to find yourself within the the thing that you have to find is within the maelstrom feels like they are signal boosting where you need to go and i don't i genuinely hand and heart believe that they haven't fully signal boosted uh, like uh, as soon as arthur said it for me the first thing that obviously the first thing that my trigger happy self saw was me see walking into a settlement and walking around a corner and coming face to face with a thargoid and shooting it in the face like <laughs> just like oh my oh my fucking god you know that kind of instant mm. shock and then followed up with excitement this is this is wild this is re- this is really exciting suddenly we're seeing things in places where they're not and especially now that I don't think necessarily that the Thargoids are entirely on the back foot, but especially now that we're starting to build some resistance towards them, narratively, there is now more of a reason for a Thargoid to get out at a human base and get out of their ship at a human base, rather than that be um, it, us having to Independence Day the, the shit out of it, because there are things that we're pushing back. And we're we're retaking back systems now, and I feel like it's kind of kismet that this is all this that has fallen into place at this time. Should my hopes be realised? And I know it's a pipe dream. I am hopeful of it, but I'm not expecting that. It's a good question, though, that Chris raises. In that, is will it be there from from the instant the updates installed? To be found or will it be switched on at an appropriate point in the narrative you know the problem Sorry. no go ahead no no, no go for it i, I was going to say it's like because because the way the way they're hinting at it is it's something that we we will discover i and like you've said si that they've been teasing the sort of the maelstrom thing and obviously galnet's building up to maelstrom so i thought they would have just said maelstrom if that was the case because then they wouldn't be hinting at it in advance yeah yeah, that's kind of like, they, wouldn't, like, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have spent the stream last week going, "Oh, we can't, we can't possibly tell you what it is," and then the next week suddenly Galnet's just full of, "Yeah, you're going to be going into the Maelstrom." It's like, okay, well, you probably could have got away with saying that on Frameshift last week, going, "You're you're going to get to see something really exciting in the Maelstrom." Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. That wouldn't really be a spoiler, would it? If they just said that. Yeah. Can we can we introduce the? Um, the new ship that was teased as well because i feel 100 like that... yeah i feel like the, i feel like it does all go hand in hand <laughs> Look, yeah it could do because i've because people have been speculating on what um i guess what role the the new for, for people that didn't see the live stream um the show was interrupted with a sort of strangey strange glitchy staticky little clip um can't think where I got the inspiration for the buckyball ad from. Can't think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, everything that we do on this channel is fully original and authentic. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, of this little ship, which when you it was very fast, it 
it kind of gave the impression of being a lot smaller than a the, than the current interceptors, but maybe bigger than a scout. And it was very vicious looking. I suppose was my takeaway. Uh, people have compared it to a, a shuriken, which is like this throwing knife, but it's very spiky, very fast, very angry. Can shoot lightning. My thought was that this might be a final kind of line of defence in the maelstrom, so that when we get this. Um, got the name of the stupid thing but this pulse wave deflector what's it <clears throat> i think some people might think you know finally the wall is down and i can just casually fly into the center with my caustic sinks and see what's there and this would be quite a nice surprise to you know have the wall come down and then the ne very next thing is you're beset by um essentially a swarm of angry hornets or hydras. No, not hydras. That's a weird <laughs> word. Um, what, harpies? Or... Yes, harpies is a good one. Harpies is a good one. Killer. Um, I've seen banded about, which was is um, a really good one as well. Um, there's, there's been Chimera I saw as well. What do they call um, girl scouts? Are they, are they beavers? Beavers, there you go. A swarm of angry beavers beset oh, angry you. Beavers. There you go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there isn't a um, there isn't a Greek monster called a beaver. Um, I I might be. I, I've got. Is there um, a some scout? People is there a Greek monster Greek. called a scout? There's there's harpies, I... fury, skillers, um, chimeras. Fury, I like fury. Yeah, there's a there's a couple. Would you not say fury up for something just ridiculous though? Like this, this seems too nimble for fury. Like fury needs to be shooting lightning all it over does the shoot place. Lightning. Doesn't it's, it? it's really angry. Yeah. It is. It is really angry. So fury would make sense to some mm. extent. But I mean, Orthrus was a two-headed dog, and that is just a normal, a normal <laughs> Thargoid, and it's not a hybrid. <laughs> I'm so annoyed about that. Um, yeah. I I I'm I'm really excited about about like a new thing coming. I really I I can see where where you where, what you're saying about them being in the center of the um the the maelstrom. I think that would be really really interesting. Seeing you've done all of that work to get into get into the middle of the maelstrom, and you're you're all as um Chris was saying earlier, you're all sort of um fully loaded up with all of your just getting into the maelstrom and getting through it capabilities and then all of a sudden you also have to have the fighting capability yeah, as well. It's, it's so true. I mean my um my um chieftain that I kind of engineered up to run cool and basically get the collect the Thargoid um tissue samples and stuff. It's got almost no offensive capability whatsoever. So um yeah if it encounters anything that wants to fight I'm screwed and I'm gonna have to be it'll be back to the shipyard for me. Yeah. Yeah, can we, like, I'm kind of relying on the fact that we're, I'm going in there, I'm going in there super stealthy, and then when I, I can land and get out and do the things that I need to do, rather than, um, rather than still going around, and let me use my scorpion to shoot these things, if they're super close to the, um, close to a ground base, that would be great, um, the the reason I was saying that it wasn't going to be um, wasn't going to be in a maelstrom, and I realise how wrong I am about this now, is because the um, the imagery that they showed and the video that they showed, um, there wasn't any signs of any maelstrom around it. But it's their testing environment, so it could just be fucking anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, yeah, that thought crossed my mind. I think I think Loose Screws touched on that as well, saying about how it wasn't in a maelstrom. But I don't know that that necessarily means anything. It would be in a dev build. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably um, our friend from the from the plane she flight. I've forgotten. Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably Curtis saying, Curtis, can you just come and fight this thing, and so we can grab some footage? And they probably just spawned it in space somewhere. And it's also it's also backwards. So on the clip, this is this is stupid nerdy nonsense that got pointed out to me. But um, the um, lightning happens before the flyby because of the um, the levels of the ammo in the in the um, crates um, hold. So the lightning is one no. of the first things that happens. Oh, so the second clip that we see with the lightning was filmed before the first. Yeah, clip, because right? of the the oh. ammo quantities. Excellent. Uh, I I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything other than the fact that it could just be angry and aggro and doing lightning from the offset, but angry lightning, because that looks like angry lightning as opposed to scanning lightning. Sorry, because of what we saw before with the Maelstrom sort of angrily eating away at a planet. It wasn't, though. (laughs) Well... Yeah, but it kind of looked like, you know what I mean? It sort of looked a little bit like a maelstrom going at a planet. You could I'd have love that it in if the it other was, corner uh, of this shot, couldn't you? Like, you cut off you know, what we're seeing at the moment that Norm's got on screen. The other corner of that could be a maelstrom having a nom-nom at the planet. Absolutely could be. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going there. I'm going full ridiculous speculation if i'm if i'm being invited to speculate i'm just gonna go nuts with it Let, let's go let's go fully bonkers i I'm i sorry. i entirely approve of this you know we got we got that little video on the other side and if you superimpose that onto the other half of that then that's what it's doing it's 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 protecting while um, it's fully chowing down yeah fully chowing down <laughs> all the these little these little um Furies are dancing around, um, keeping everyone off him, and there's thousands of them. There's absolutely thousands of them. Why are we? Maybe it is. I was just, I was just speculating on why we're assuming it's small. It's quite hard to gauge the scale of things sometimes. That's true. Mm. I think just by the speed of it, I was assuming Mm. it was small. Yeah, I guess so. I think everyone. A basilisk is really quick. Relatively quick. A basilisk is re- relatively quick, and the ones are huge. You know, the re- thick with like five C's. It's a complete tangent, but the reason this came up, I, I was really struck by a, another issue with scale. When I, I, you know, I said at the beginning, I, I was doing these um, hatchbreak Olympics on yeah, yeah. Uh, mega ships, and the cargo hatch from the sort of range where you typically tend to scan the thing and then fire off your hatchbreak Olympic, the cargo hatch looks tiny it looks like um you know just a little rectangle really in you know that you wouldn't bat an eyelid to but if you get in the camera suite and you get close and you wait until the hatchbreak olympic does its work and the doors actually open there's an entire hangar in there you know i've got a screenshot of it and there's ladders and there's a crane and there's canisters stacked up so it's really easy in this game with lack of perspective and stuff in space to look at something and assume it's tiny and it turns out to be a living space, you know, like the size of a football field. Yeah. I no, you're right. I still think it is small, actually, but I thought I'd throw that in. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right, for sure. It's um, 
It is difficult. It is difficult. But I think because I don't know why, but this seems so close in comparison to the other things and still has more um, um, more detail to it. I don't know. Do do we think it maybe detaches from something else, it being smaller and whatnot, in a similar way to how we've got SLFs? Is this, like, part of some bigger Ima- contraption? Imagine this. Imagine you get <clears throat> you get through the final pulse wave and you get to the centre and it's this huge, enormous structure. And while you're sort of casually looking at it and thinking, well, that's, that's amazing, and, and it just breaks apart into thousands of these. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, man, that... Oh, like... Oh, no. Like a <laughs> spider's egg just falling yeah, apart. Yeah, that's what I... Yeah. I, I yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was entirely the thing that I felt and I didn't want to articulate it because it gave me the <laughs> ick just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, no. Just, just full ick. Um, yeah, no, that that sort of thing of angering the, you know, the, the hornet's nest, you know, suddenly it just erupts around you and it's all of these. But it's kind of the only little gap in the market they've got because they've got the scouts and they've got the bigger Fargoids, haven't they? So you've either got this as the sort of slightly larger SLF thing or or you've got this as sort of another Fargoid fighter, like more nimble fighter. But the Fargoids are pretty nimble already, really, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, like comparatively to ships of those sizes of... um like the ships that we have of those sizes, our ships are not are not nimble. Like look at the 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 cutter it turns. Should it so suppose that it wants to in the lot in the next twenty minutes? <laughs> and these big ass things are just like super lumbering around. Um but Shay is a hundred percent right that um if it was a spidery thing that breaks apart, then um rip frames. Oh. Mm. See, that's what Chris was talking about earlier. I've done it to myself now. I've built this lovely moment that I'm convinced is going to happen and it's going to be amazing. And then it's you'd get brought back down to reality with a comment like that. Think, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, you're probably right. <sighs> that's so. That's so funny. Well, what about you? There's in in the first Guardians of the Galaxy um, film where they all um, they all sort of like link together like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, something like that, like proper tessellation, and then maybe one or two drop off, and the rest are like a whole thing. It could be like an outer an outer shell to the um, the hive ship, couldn't it? So it's got like this what looks like spiky armor that just flakes off into loads of these things, but there is still a thing left behind that you need to yeah. get and land on. Mm-hmm. What do what sort of what sort of role then do you think that this is going to going to play are we are we so solely on the train of this is protecting the maelstroms doing what they want to do or is there something there's something more more sinister here like maybe last line of defense um for whatever is in the center of the maelstrom like you were saying alec or is there something else it could be something i mean jump in with some other speculation because i've been very focused on that idea and it could be something yeah i I mean i like the idea that they are part of a new they're part of a new interceptor like an an interceptor that can drop ship launch fighters again looking at it being dinky dinky small um you've done more thargoid combat like can you is there a role for this in a combat zone i mean the scouts at the moment 
are really easy. They're just a bit of a pain. Yeah. Um, bit of a pain in the ass to deal with. Um, the interceptors are really, really fun. A mid something something that's nippy and angry and more angry than a scout. Um, got more um, more firepower than a um, a swarm per se. Just something a bit more. Um, something else to shoot at and kill. A new thing that we have to discuss. Uh, I know this is like base baseline. What 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 everybody would probably want who fights Thargoids. Something else to discover the easiest meta way to kill it. Absolutely, but it could be it could be um, as Miggles is saying because they'd be Thargoid landing craft or drop ships landing on foot soldiers. They seem to have a lot of firepower, but I'm I'm all for them being being drop ships. I don't see why you wouldn't use an, just a normal interceptor for that, though. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't um, shout dropship to me. And I know it's meant to be alien, but we also have to remember that this is a company based in Cambridge designing this, so that you know they don't always think like aliens. They, as a game dev, you're also sometimes doing exactly what you know. It, it, something needs to kind of look the part, even if it's alien. There's a um Kate is asking if it's it was spinning. I don't think it did spin. Did it, it? I'm pretty sure it did. I'm gonna try and find it's so bloody fast. I'm gonna try and find the clip of it. Um clip that is in show no- in the show notes is the clip saying um ill the um there's more stuff to find. Um so I'm gonna try and find the clip of it very, very quickly, but I'm pretty sure it did spin. Um as it as it went past, oh, here we go. I feel like it's only on screen. So was it like a spinning so. exterior with the middle staying stable, or was it just the ship rolling as it did its <laughs> did its thing? I'm not in. I'm I'm not entirely sure. We've got a zoom in from um, Norm. Um, it like it's so cool looking. It's just so different. Mm. It's, it's such a um, a quick bit of bit of stuff it did spin but it's slow according according to kate there it's it's such a quick bit of um thing that bit when it goes like right past the i don't know the, that it is spinning there's a lot of rolling of the ship yeah that's spinning yeah it looks like it's sort of like it looks like the two sets of petals of, are spinning opposite each other um, like as mark game was saying it looked like a hydra light to him with two sets of petals spinning independently hmm it also, you know, it just it also looks a little bit like the spikes on a chariot wheel. I don't know. I was thinking of it spinning. <laughs> and, so, so yeah, you're maybe, thinking of jousting from last week again, aren't you? Uh, this is it. This is where they're going. They're going with knights of old, <laughs> lances, lances, and um, chariots. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, because the the normal way is is going for sort of the far great heart through the you know the the light ups the larger petals. And when you look at that, you've only got the sort of smaller petals round the side, mm. so that's that's why I'm thinking it's more like a more like a scout because you don't have the the several hearts to take out sort of mechanic that we're used to with the bigger, yeah, the bigger coins. Yeah, we don't like we the, don't have that with an Orthrus either. There's not mm. several hearts to take out, so it might have similar. It might it might be like similar in nature to destroying to like a. a 
I was going to say hybrid again, and hybrid hurts me when I start talking about authoresses, but like a hybrid between the authoress and maybe a scout. I just think it looks small. Oh, no. I've seen a thing I can't unsee. So the clip that's on our Twitch, the still frame that's on the Twitch now. So the little red dot is, if you think of that as an eye, okay. It's a bunny rabbit. Well, I was going to say just, just above and to the left of it is a little pink ear like a bat. Oh, it could be a bat. If you look at the two petals, so that are going straight up from it, and look at those being ears, it could be a bunny as it's well. Got a cute little pink ear, and it's even got fangs underneath as well. Oh, it's very cute. Look at it. It is. It's a bat. Look at his oh, little face. <laughs> we're gonna have, we're gonna have take on me thargoids out in the market before you know it. <laughs> finally, finally, the marketing has taken hold. Even the thargoids approve of the marketing. Um... <laughs> Do it. Stamp on it. Dump on its face. Amazing. Incredible. It's beautiful. It's kawaii. We've decided we are oo-wooing all over this. I'm never saying any of these words ever again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I think it's fascinating. I am really looking forward mm. to our update um, and finding out what all of this, yep. what yep. all of this nonsense is. And hopefully, hopefully seeing Thargoids on foot. Not yeah. very long now, is it? How is it? Two weeks? Well, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. So, it, when if you think about it as rather, rather than going to, oh exciting two weeks, if you think about it as a couple of days after the science museum, and the science museum's only like a week and two days away, and it's only a couple of days after that. Think about it like that. It's even sooner. <laughs> oh, so. So hang on, I, I didn't quite clock that. So the update is after the event at the Science Museum. With after the, the event at the with Science the Museum, yeah. the community team being there. Yeah. yeah. All that poor community team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not there to talk to the likes of us. They're, they're yeah. to yeah, they, about how big space is. Yeah, they, they thought they were, they were going to promote Elite to people that don't play it, and now they're going to get absolutely quizzed about a new Fargoid variant. There's so, there's so many. There are so many folks going. It's going to be, it's going to be an absolute blast. I, I, can't, I can't wait to like, have an impromptu meet-up with some folks. It's going, to be, it's, going to be, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really fun. I just need to make sure that I get my train home. Otherwise, I will be stranded in London, and my dog will be on his own, and I'm not keen on that. Oh no! That'd be fine. It'd be fine. The last one we went to, we got um, we got home in time. In fact, we got we even got an earlier, we even got an earlier train home than before because we'd sort of done everything, and it was like not too distant after COVID. And these things get really, really full up as well. And it was full, and it was middle of summer, and it was boiling. Um, so we left kind of kind of early, and there were loads of people because I was I was scared of catching germs and lurgies and stuff. But hopefully, the science museum will be will be even cooler and hopefully cooler as well. Both meanings of the word. You see what I did there? I um, is there anything else that anybody wishes to add? No, I, I, so. I don't think I can spare because the thing is, I've I've done exactly what I said at the beginning. I didn't want to do, which is overexcite myself about yeah, my idle speculation. Yeah, I we've need got, to bring it back in now. We've gone and well, got our hopes up. Let's let's like, yeah. what I don't like. Next week's topic, we can be just like, what isn't it? Exactly the same conversation. Same conversation, but just be really bad, really mad about it all the time. Mad yeah. about what it isn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so we shall, in that case, move on. Um, does anybody have a most you clueless this week at all? Anybody learn anything in Elite over the last couple of... I can't remember what they were. I've sent a couple into um, the, the, the Google form, but I don't know where that goes. No, me either. Well, okay. For some other time, <laughs> we will do one of those. I do. Um, I did say I was going to get this done by next week, but I have had my toppest of men, Katie, doing a little bit of research for me, confirming um, that the on-foot CZs in the CGs, they have happened before. The t Towery one, which was between Taurus Mining Ventures and... Um, uh, uh, the, 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 like, the pre-Azimuth Biotech and his lot that did have on foot stuff um but that was on the 14th of november 2021 um the other one that genie was talking about was the summerland cg back in february of 2022 which um we Right now, I'm unable to confirm whether or not it did. But even if we're erring on the side of caution that it did have, um, um, there were assets that were um, had CZs in them. That's a whole fucking year in between them, mm. which is bonkers to me. <laughs> yeah, it's odd, isn't it? It is odd. It it feels it it uh, like. Let's lean into it. Let's lean into it now. Um, and make sure make sure that if there are conflicts that there is there is obviously content there for people to enjoy because there should be some kind of in- incentive you know what i mean Are systems without any odyssey settlements rare or common um unsure unsure being in a um in a system that has 146 i just um, wondered like if you threw a dice if frontier hadn't really thought about it and they'd sort of thrown a dice about where the next cz was going to be i wondered whether the chances are that they would I wondered how unlikely it was that what has happened would have happened, that we wouldn't have mm. any um ground based CZs. Honestly don't know. Honestly don't know. Maybe maybe um maybe that's something to test if we do like a I don't even know how you'd even begin to go about doing that with the hundreds of thousands of different systems that exist which have things and then just pick random numbers pick six random numbers and see how many of them have settlements and how many don't oh that might be something that i might have to do now you'll make now yeah that might be something that i might have to do but it just it just seems a bit strange to me that there's not more it seems unlikely yeah yeah i would agree but i can't imagine why they would do a couple and then unless they i can't imagine how they would have gone so badly wrong that they thought oh let's not do that again was it a balancing it? thing, maybe, for credits retained? or mm, But it, it does seem unlikely that, statistically, they would just roll the dice and end up at a bunch of CGs at places that don't don't have settlements. Yeah. I feel... I feel like there is one thing that we've just spoken loads about what we what we're predicting and things that um that like things that we we need to discover for ourselves. We've not mentioned anything that might not be Thargoid related, because mm. as um Okean just says in um the in um Twitch chat saying that the Salvation and Sergene narrative is going to continue to update fifteen and Salvation's out there in, in like a Guardian mech suit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. God, yeah, of course. We haven't even thought about that. that we, th- this thing could be a guardian thing, couldn't it? Maybe, maybe that might be that might be something that we can stumble into. Maybe talking a little bit more about next week, and also maybe. we like we're, at least Ben will be back, so we'll have a little bit more info. Right. 
to be continued. To be Who knew that this would be continued? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, right, so we shall move on to the shout outs and begin wrapping up our show. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30pm. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers or for just the radio at radio.forthemug.com For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. We are also giving some shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. Um, there is the God Frequency who do other space games and I understand that the God Frequency are now doing some EDRPG stuff I've heard on the on the grapevine. Yeah, they have done in the past. I think that I think that they're planning on doing maybe a little bit more of that. I'm very excited to hear how that goes. And also, um, loose screws. Um, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Many thanks to those who have chipped in on Twitch chat and in-game commanders. Chris, who have you seen? Uh, we have had William uh, Solo, uh, Nephilius, and Siberius, uh, who is uh, currently sitting in the bar in life. Fantastic. Awesome. Special thanks to Commander Tokoso, JN Trax, and Alan Stroud, who created the music used on the show. Well, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can contact uh, you can find contact links in the home contact us menu of a, of the laveradio.com website. Do let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30pm and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live many thanks to alec it's like it by all and don't forget to let us know if you see anything cool that the community are doing fantastic absolutely um many many thanks to the chris mark for you're welcome thanks i love you and and also special thanks to our today's tech specialist commander ventura thanks very much thanks a lot incredible (laughs) incredible what a team what an amazing team um until next time commanders fly safe and if you cannot do that fly dangerous
damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest, 25th of April, 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Aegis promises a Maelstrom Blast Neutralizer, but probably only after we've supplied a load of commodities to them in a community initiative. And the Federal Intelligence Agency admits that the Kane Massey assassination was nothing to do with Zemina Torval and the Empire, thus raising the possibility that someone standing in the presidential race in June might have been holding a grudge against a corporation that took a stance against the formation of the Proactive Detection Bureau. Aegis is to test a new countermeasure that may finally allow human ships to solve the mystery of what lies at the heart of the maelstroms. Following the commercial release of the Xena Research and Defence Organisation's Caustic Sink launcher early in March, ships have been able to remain within the highly corrosive environment of the eight Thargoid maelstroms for hours at a time. But attempts to get to the centre of the maelstroms have been rebuffed by a tidal wave of energy that temporarily disables the ship and carries it far away from the core. Based on telemetry gathered from those who ventured in, Aegis estimates that the pulse perimeter is roughly 50 kilometres from the core, and it believes that it has an effective countermeasure. Based on Elvira Martuk's shutdown field neutraliser, the new pulse neutraliser will work in a similar way giving ships temporary immunity to the energy pulse. Some experimentation will be needed to ensure the countermeasures triggered at the right time, but if used correctly, we should be able to fly ships to the centre of the maelstroms for the first time, and to find out just what sort of command centres the Thargoids use to drive their invasions. There's considerable speculation that these may be the fabled Thargoid hive ships, the scale of which can be judged from what may well be crashed hive ships on a number of planets around the Pleiades. Admiral Aidan Tanner will not be the test pilot this time. Instead, unmanned drones will be used to test the technology, with telemetry being gathered remotely. This means that Tanner will not be the first person to see the heart of the maelstrom. If the tests conclude successfully, Aegis is likely to appeal for assistance in providing resources to allow pulse neutralizers to be manufactured in bulk. If all goes well, they may become available in as little as two weeks. Once we know what lies inside the maelstroms, we may finally be able to defeat the Thargoids' power at source and drive them away from human-occupied systems. The Federal Intelligence Agency has admitted there's no evidence that the assassin of Kane Massey's CEO, Johann Fleischer, has anything to do with the Empire, and that the attack on Torval mining resources in the Tavgi system was all a terrible mistake. Executive agent Viola Trask explained that the suspect in FIA custody is a contract killer from the independent Alpha Saeli system, whose real name is Kieran Rain. 
He was supplied with Imperial standard-issue weapons by his anonymous sponsor, apparently, says Trask, to make it look like an Imperial hit job. Trask shifted uneasily in her seat when she explained that the FIA suspected that Torville Mining had been framed all along, and said it was unfortunate that Kane Massey had taken matters into its own hands and caused a massive rift between Federation and Empire before the FIA had time to report that it was all a massive red herring. The current war between Federal and Imperial factions in Pitchich is rendered even more pointless than it already was by today's revelation. The new Kane Massey CEO, Philippa Barlow-Lyons, has apologised to Zemina Torval for the nearly 30 billion credits worth of damage caused by its military action in Tavgi. She hoped that Rain the Assassin would have a thoroughly miserable rest of his life in Federal prison, and that the true sponsor of the assassination would eventually be identified and brought to justice. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. from Azimuth Biotech. It's Tickle Me Thargoid. Tickle Me Thargoid is fun for all the family. Teach your little anti-Xeno commander the difference between an Orthrus and a Cyclops, a Basilisk and a Medusa. Count the hearts. One, two, three, four. It's a Cyclops. Teach them their weakness and how to exploit them. Now rip out the hearts, one by one. I don't want to. Do it. Using the tool. Do it. Now stomp on its face. Smash its face in. I've got them. Tickle Me Thargoid, available now from branches of Lave Toy Depot and other retailers. 